Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dame Schilling, Steve Logan, Kenyon Kmart Martin, Joey Devine, Danny Fortson, Nick the Quick Van Exel, Sean Keen. Musical guest, the string cheese incident. And now the host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. I'm here with permanent ke- uh, co-host Sean Keen. Sean, how you doing? I'm I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm okay. My uh, NBA League Pass is currently frozen, so that's tight. I'll be extra uh, extra locked into the podcast. So are you? Are uh, you lucky watching... listeners? I won't be watching Warrior Spurs because TNT overtime is frozen. What do you What do you go with when you're watching TNT overtime? By the way, uh, I hate them all. Yeah. Um, so I basically furiously uh, switch from one to the other, hoping to like one better. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh But inevitably, uh, I go with turning it off and illegally streaming the game. <laughs> so yes. good work. Good, good, good work, NBA. Uh, uh, you NBA League Pass fuckers, I'm making it impossible <laughs> for someone who has paid you to watch your games. Yes. Well, NBA TV My other favorite is... thing about it... Go ahead. My other favorite thing about NBA League Pass is uh, when the game isn't available right when the game ends for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked it up. 
national TV games are supposed to be available three hours after they're over. So, uh, and that never happens. It usually takes them about five or six hours to put them back up. So a lot of times I'm, uh, uh, like, staying up at, like, 4 a.m. to watch a game for no reason. Oh, because it ended Just at because. 10 p.m. And so uh, <laughs> I get really frustrated by games that are on NBA TV, a cable channel that is That's not, mostly unavailable yeah. for people. But if you have League Pass, it's yeah. like, sorry, you need to be supporting whatever, like, NBA's greatest game programming at 11 a.m. <laughs> if you're not I mean, willing to look, subscribe to seeing Steve Nash get thrown into the scorer's table at 8 in the morning every day, um, I don't really know what the other NBA TV programming is, I'll be honest. Uh, the Starters, which is great. Yeah. I would subscribe to NBA TV if I knew that that money was going to go directly to the starters. Um, exactly. Yeah. I'm okay but with I don't Bones want it going... Barry getting a cut, I guess, as long yeah. as he's not sharing I don't father. want it going to Isaiah Thomas, though. Either yeah. of them. No, and, and I think Dennis... I mean, I'm not opposed to Dennis Scott getting the money, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, NBA. As long as he makes another rap album with it. Oh, please. Just freestyle in any <laughs> elevator. <laughs> Everybody, please please go to YouTube and search for Dennis Scott freestyles to a pregnant woman. I mean, aren't you going to play that at the end of the episode now? Uh, yes, yes. Don't we, you have to? We've yeah. played it before. We'll play it this week, too. <laughs> Um, all right, we have a it's not a real prank woman, though. It is a it is a prank. He's um, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Joe. <laughs> so our friend Juice Manji asks uh, if Demar Derozan has won immunity from NBA Twitter now. Yeah, so I think he was both talking about uh, you know his his improvement as a player. He was mostly talking about him going public with his struggle with mental health issues. See, I thought he was mostly talk about, talking about that game-winning dunk last night. Oh, well, I mean, it could be both. Like, DeMar DeRozan rules. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. And look, I'm not normally this way. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I'd be depressed if I could dunk that hard. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, do you need Prozac, or do you just watch the look on Anthony Tolliver's face when he realizes what was about to happen to him? <laughs> It's so Blake Griffin tight. ran out of his way. Yeah, Blake Griffin pretended like he was rotating to a guy in the corner or something like that. Bad look, Blake Griffin. That's not Detroit basketball. <laughs> it's kind of Clipper basketball. Uh, it is very. It is not building a fucking wall. I'll tell you that. <laughs> that is that is abandoning your job as a stonemason. That's <laughs> what that's called. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, that was terrible. He did hit a game, the game tying shot to send it to overtime, but that still didn't make up for it. He ran out of the way and he got Anthony Tolliver murdered. And now Anthony Tolliver can't play anymore because he is deceased. And he was only <laughs> a couple weeks away from retirement, too. So. Um, I should say I was joking about the depression thing before because uh, depression is a serious issue, Sean. 
It is, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so serious, in fact, uh, that it's now in vogue in the NBA to talk about your depression. It yeah. seems like. Well, and I this think, is the new tr- the new NBA trend. What percentage uh, mental of NBA, health? Well, what what percentage of NBA Twitter do you think is on antidepressants? Like sixty. Uh, I mean, all of the bloggers for all of the lottery teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm very not to bring up Keith from Fast Break Breakfast again, but I'm. I feel like he he must have the nicest family and the most rewarding home life because otherwise and he talks about the Mem- he has to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies all the time this year and I haven't heard of him checking himself into a hospital. He's <laughs> breakfast most days. You know, I'm a little worried about Keith. He's been getting sadder and sadder uh, as the season has gone it's, it's on. A tough, I'll it's be a honest. Tough season. Uh, what team? What team do you think has the most depressed bloggers? Well, the Orlando Magic don't have enough bloggers. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen like the sons of Scott Skiles haven't posted in like six weeks, and I'm a little bit worried about them. But, so it's uh, team... the in-laws of I... Outlaw are still being very reliable with their game summaries so i don't know it could be a mixed bag and then tragic kingdom uh they're mostly doing mock drafts so it's it's, it's tough to gotta say. be the bulls though right yeah because you're also you're like you're in chicago and you know with orlando at least there's a lot of turnover and i could see like they're terrible this year but they have like a whole new front office the bulls right like, refuse to fire anyone it's like <laughs> It's like a they they have their parents are in a terrible marriage and they're staying together for for no reason like they're staying together for Robin Lopez is that what they're staying together for? Uh, speaking of the Bulls, we should probably talk oh, about yeah. them. Actually, well, wait. Let's talk. About, let's finish this depression talk. Yeah. Uh, so Kevin Love has panic attacks. Yes, starting this uh, year he started having panic attacks. Although, if you ask Isaiah Thomas. He's, he's faking it. I think it was Dwayne Wade that accused uh, him of faking the panic attacks. But here's my question. Is this maybe why Kyrie Irving left? Because, because LeBron causes panic attacks? It could be. Because I'm – okay, my main experience with panic attacks is from uh, watching The Sopranos. That's the main uh-huh. – um, and so – I would like to know what Kevin Love's trigger was because in the Sopranos, it's a lot of like meat related stuff that causes Tony Soprano to have panic attacks. And it's because he remembered. Well, and ducks and ducks. Yeah. And so it's like and his mother. (laughs) Yeah. But it's uh, it it goes back to his father doing something really violent in a meat store. And so with Kevin Love, he was on the court. It was an early game like. I'm just curious Here, if, like, a Beach Boys song that's was what I was on the Arena say. PA. Like, it was good I, vibrations. I think, <laughs> I think they played uh, California Girls. Uh-huh. Uh, and he flashed back to, his, to watching his uncle uh, berate his... What is your what is your <laughs> what is your dad's cousin's name? 
Like your second cousin, I guess. Yeah, you're sitting watching his his uncle berate his second cousin to the point where he wouldn't get out of bed. Yeah, that's a that's <laughs> problem. <laughs> well, he did say he was stressed about issues he'd been having with his family. To me, that says Mike Love, right? Like that's yeah. It's not his dad. It's not I mean, his mom. It's Mike Love. <laughs> We know Mike Love is a Trump supporter. Yes. Uh, so I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> Mike Love, the worst man in rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Kelly Oubre also has depression. He says. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm wondering. Do you think Kelly Oubre was depressed that time he tried to fight uh, Kelly Olenek? Oh, for sure. For sure. I think that. <laughs> I mean, I think just just the general. Well, you know what it was? He was it, it's tough. He's he's still a pretty young man. So, like, I think a lot of the wear and tear of the season was happening. But then um, his his teammates kept dressing for funerals like. He was already feeling <laughs> down, and then suddenly the team became really golf. They started calling themselves Death Row DC. Like, I'm sure that mm-hmm. made him really nervous and anxious. Like, it's already yeah. bad enough that, you know, it's John Wall and Bradley Beal hating each other all the time. Right. And then it's like, suddenly he's just plunged into this, like, somehow they incorporated being goth and also, you know, just like a terrible murderous hip-hop feud <laughs> by the way omar caspi just threw down the sickest dunk I of his saw, life <laughs> i saw it my uh my 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 tnt overdrive unfroze for a few seconds All and right, then were, were played you it. watching the uh, caspi isolation cam that's a very pop that's the default no. <laughs> Wherever Caspi uh, goes. I, I'm on whatever action is. It's where they mainly film wastes of players. Oh, that's good. Uh. <laughs> just just a great job with the tit. They shot it just like the, the Beastie Boys made that one concert movie, I think, right? Yeah. They just, just hand out uh. cameras to the fans. <laughs> the fans filmed this shit? Overdrive. <laughs> All right, uh... <laughs> All right, I think that's enough making fun of people who are better at us than everything for their yeah, depression. Yeah, and actually, um, I mean, like, like as a person who takes antidepressants, uh, it really helps. Like, uh, don't don't be ashamed of that. You're you're definitely yeah much more of an asshole for not dealing with it. And ever like like literally, almost everybody is very very happy when you address your mental health struggles. So, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't always have to do with a tough situation or, you know, it could just happen out of nowhere. But it probably does not help if you are a member of the Chicago Bulls, a bad marriage, <laughs> uh, abusive co-workers. You know, it's bad news. Who do you think is more depressed, Gar or Pax? Oh, my God. Uh, I think it's Pax. It's got to be Gar, right? Oh, really? Um <laughs> Because I always, I always thought that John was like the sadder Paxson brother. Sure, but his name's not Gar. His name is not Gar. And at yeah. least he has like the glory days to look back on. 
And I would say, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't you say if you think about it, Garfield is like for sure clinically depressed. He hates uh, only Monday. on Mondays. Well, but he's he just like he doesn't like getting out of bed. Uh, he has he clearly has an eating disorder. Um, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's. I think Garfield <laughs> has some mental health issues. I don't know. He's got friends. He does a friend. Uh, normal. <laughs> Odie. John. Odie's definitely manic. I've never seen Odie in a down period, though. I think I Odie's just happy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess maybe Garfield would look fine without the context of Odie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Sean. Can I tell you something? Yeah. Kobe Bryant won an Oscar. I'm I'm not thrilled about that. Oh, yo, are you? You're you're not you're not super super pumped about Kobe's Oscar. I'll say this right now. Uh, I did not watch any of the other animated films, but Dear Basketball is not one of the better things I've seen. It sucks. The poem sucks. <laughs> like uh, the music sucks. I guess the, uh, the animations the drawings fine, are fine. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how he won. He's famous. Yeah, I guess that's it. Like <laughs> none of those other jamokes are famous. Yeah, I wonder if it's like just the Randy Newman rule where people are like, I did not listen to any of the nominated songs and I will not. <laughs> so I will vote for Randy Newman. Even though every song's like Coleman Beck to the kids in the to- you know it's always like he has a song for he, he careful Sean I'm sorry <laughs> you're talking to a Randy Newman fan here okay. I'm just saying <laughs> I heard uh the Academy Award nominated possibly winning song I love to see you smile from Parenthood it mm-hmm. sounds exactly like you've got a friend in me there's subtle differences I'm like, just saying a lot of it's just talking like this in an animated film. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever. Randy Newman has a great body. Wait, wait, work. wait. Parenthood is not an animated film. Well, I'm just saying he gets nominated for a lot of animated films. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if you totally wrote a new melody for this one, Randy Newman. And he's, look, Back he's, earned, he's earned the right to to phone it in a little bit with his body of work. But... I'm just saying that some of his uh, Oscar nominations are for things where you're like, maybe there's a song where someone's not talking their way through it that could have cracked the top five this year. I don't know. All right. Here's the thing about Kobe Bryant, though. Yeah. (laughs) How many Oscar voters do you think live in Los Angeles? 99%? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them do. Uh, How many of those people are old? 99%? Ninety-nine percent. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot of them are. Yeah. How many of those people uh, have lived in Los Angeles so long they became Lakers fans? I mean, a lot. Eighty-five percent. I would say almost <laughs> all of them have. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet if you're an old ass shitty Oscar voter, right? Uh-huh. You got to vote for all these awards. You got to figure out how a DVD player works. You see Kobe Bryant's name on the short films. 
You're just going to be like, oh, yeah, I love Kobe. Voted. Now I don't have to watch those movies. Yeah, I get. Yeah, right. That right. is how Kobe Bryant won. That's what happened. People are like, I'm going to save this time. Ugh. Um, I don't know. I mean, one of these is like a French graduation film. <laughs> All right. So here's oh, my question, Sean. Short. Oh, man. Okay. If you had to pick another another NBA player to win an Academy Award, who do you think it's going to be? Oh, to predict that happening? Yeah. Who's the most likely next next Academy <laughs> Award winning basketball player? Uh, see, I could see Dirk getting like a best foreign language film thing, but it would it I just can't mm-hmm. see him making a feature really. Like he he definitely has some talent for sketch comedy. Um, mm-hmm. I could see maybe Russell Westbrook wanting to do it. Like that's somebody I could see being like driven enough, but but it would just be like so caustic. I think. You know, Kobe's here's my Dear prediction. Is like like sentimental. Yeah, go ahead. Kyrie Irving is going to win Best Actor for <laughs> Uncle Drew. For Uncle Drew. <laughs> Lil Rel is going to continue his his streak of starring in Best yeah. Picture nominees. He's he's again, alongside our Best John, Actor. Uh, he's he's our he's our uh, version of John. Um, Oh, oh! He's uh, the guy who played Fredo. <laughs> He's like only in five movies, and, and they were all nominated for yeah, Best yeah, yeah, Picture. Yeah, 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 John Cazale. <laughs> yeah, and then Kyrie Irving is going to marry Meryl Streep. Oh no, Lil Rel is. I guess Lil Rel is in that analogy. <laughs> That'd be so um, Yeah, Kyrie, Kyrie uh, Irving is a definite <laughs> candidate. Um. The Uncle what if Dermody Ray Allen is going like, to be up for yeah, seven yeah. Academy Awards next year? <laughs> Reggie Miller gets a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Best Makeup. Best Picture. Best Adapted Screenplay? Adapted Screenplay, yeah. It's adapted from... Right, it's adapted well, from it's the adapted from the novel. And then it's adapted from the commercials <laughs> that are adapted from the novel. <laughs> Um, all right, let's move on. Fuck Kobe Bryant. Um, <laughs> hey, another fuck this guy. Derek Rose signed with the Minnesota Timberwolves today. Wow. I Look, I can understand that the Minnesota Timberwolves would feel like, hey, Jimmy Butler's out. We need to add somebody. But they they have two point guards. They have Jeff Teague. Yeah. They have Tyus Jones. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's been terrible. Yeah. Uh, here, here's my prediction. The Minnesota Timberwolves are not going to make the playoffs now. <laughs> well, earlier, I, 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 when I, I had not seen that that happened until you told me right before we recorded. So I had just Googled Derrick Rose. The first top story that shows up is a Forbes headline that says, Derrick Rose just might help the Minnesota Timberwolves get back to the lottery. <laughs> now, granted, it is written by 
the wage the wager of wins, David Barry. So uh-huh. take that with a grain of salt. But uh, I don't. He's not good. Like no, he was bad last year. He was uh-huh. totally worth it this year. At least last year. Look, not to be not to defend Derrick Rose. <laughs> because God, I don't want to do that. Look, but he has least a last team of year. lawyers that have had to do that for long enough. If you're going to defend sure Derrick he's... Rose, you should be on retainer. I'm pretty sure last year he he at least uh, averaged like 18 points a game. <laughs> I mean, he was scoring last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I mean. It's like at least he could capably score the basketball last year this year he's not even doing that so last year he did he averaged 18 points a game and he shot 47 percent now his from three he shot 22 percent it wasn't sure. it wasn't phenomenal but not the <laughs> never Derek rose's strength but you know 18 points he's still 18 points a game and he made his free throws this year he's averaging 10 points a game He's shooting 44% overall, 25% from three. Uh, Ooh, it's up. His assist <laughs> to turnover ratio is actually uh, below one. So that's not tight for a point guard. Um, I just don't know what he's giving the team. Like, I know I know he used to play for for Tom Thibodeau. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I it, it bums me out. You sound know. you so frustrated. I am really frustrated <laughs> because just sign a wing. Like, like, aren't there wings available? Sign Boris Diaw. Sign. Well, they waived Shabazz Muhammad, right? <laughs> so he's not only is he. Jimmy Butler's replacement. He's also Shabazz Muhammad's replacement, and Shabazz Muhammad has been terrible this year. So he might actually be able to <laughs> replicate Shabazz Muhammad's stats. <laughs> the problem is, Tyus Jones is good. Yeah. So he's like, so there's a quote where he says, "Oh, I see the versatility of Rose, Teague, and Jones. I can play any of them at the one or the two." It's just like like Derrick Rose is a terrible shooter and a terrible defender for a team that's already having a lot of trouble shooting threes. Yeah. And they also don't give Carl Anthony Towns the ball enough. What when has Derrick Rose question. been capable of like getting the ball into a big man? Uh, uh never. <laughs> yeah, he likes to shoot. Also, um, what if there's a tiebreaker that involves uh, solving an analogy or reading comprehension? <laughs> Minnesota's screwed. If there's or a spelling bee at any point, in a oh. national championship game. <laughs> um, why? Here's a question, Sean. Yeah. What do you think Tom Thibodeau... Like, what were so special about those Bulls years that he's constantly trying to piece them back together? 
I mean, I think I think he really believes that that second year with the Bulls, if Derrick Rose didn't blow out his knee, that they were going to beat the Heat that year. I think like did they have Jimmy Butler that year? I don't think they had Jimmy Butler on that team yet. Maybe. I mean, what if he? What if he's like bringing Derrick Rose in to finish the job? Like he he wanted to grind Derrick Rose into dust. But he escaped him. <laughs> now he's got to bring him back, and like, like he still has cartilage in his knees. Right, he's not on a permanent vacation like Luol Deng. Uh. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler was on that team, the the twenty twelve wow. Bulls, uh, and Bobby Portis, when that happened, tweeted Timber Bulls. So, <laughs> thank you, Bobby Portis. <laughs> be at B Portis time. It's weird he was able to uh he's able to type into Twitter using his fist. Yeah, it's weird. Um. I think he just intimidated <laughs> like his phone's been punched so many times that that's what Siri responds to now. <laughs> um all right, let's move on. Fuck Derrick Rose, fuck yeah. Kobe Bryant. Um uh, Sean Bad bad day for the Golden State Warriors. It's a rough one. It's um... uh, their menor- their they gave out Hanukkah themed menorahs. Yes, and they're uh, they're causing fires, and they yeah. need, they've recalled them. <laughs> so the menorahs, uh, it was a menorah where each each candle base was uh, a basketball, and they they have Star of David's on them. It says Golden State Warriors. Jewish Heritage Night, and the the center candle is on like a basketball. But the problem is uh, the basketballs keep catching on fire. Yeah. They haven't hurt anyone, have they? Uh, <laughs> all it, all that's, I guess, I guess the, the glue in them melts when there's flame, and that's bad for uh, candle holders. Yeah. <laughs> if only they served a different purpose. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess no one's. I guess no one's actually. There hasn't. Somebody just reported that it was melting, and so uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission recalled them. The lawyers have not commented on this, mm-hmm. but. Uh, so where do you return them to if they were given away for free? I don't like. I, I do you have like to you take give... them to like Oracle Arena? <laughs> I feel like this is Raymond Ritter's job is to maybe go door. No, they should send Franco Finn. I think should just go door to door and pick him up. Uh, Franco Finn, for those of you that don't know, is the Warriors hype man. In, in arena hype man, Franco Finn. He's been there for a while. Uh, but no, I think they should make broadcaster Bob Fitzgerald do it and then personally apologize, not for the menorahs, but for the way he's But for his behavior yeah. in in calling his basketball whiny, games. Just the, the most insecure announcer in the history of the NBA. Calling the greatest team in 20 years it's really great um love it love bob fitzgerald Ugh. all right Um, Uh, thank god omri caspi had that sick dunk today because that was a betrayal (laughs) 
of the is he's the only Israeli player in the NBA right now, right? I believe so. Yeah. So. Oh no, no, isn't um, uh, uh, isn't that Chetty Osman Israeli, or is um, he Turkish? I believe he's Turkish. Yeah, and I'm wrong. My bad. My B, Chetty. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, Kawhi Leonard, Sean. The Warriors. Warriors were. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Let's talk about Kawhi. Uh, so Kawhi finally spoke mm-hmm. yesterday after Kawhi Gate appears to be over. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he wanted to end his career as a Spur because you know it's always believable when everyone says that. No one ever says that and then leaves. No. Uh, so congratulations, San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> uh, he also wait. Does he? Did he say he wants more money from Jordan Brand? Where'd you get this note? Uh, he has said he. Let me. Let me. Uh... Yeah, he does. He believes he's a better player than. Um... Some of the other athletes, I guess. What what is his actual? Let me let me find this actual story. Did I? Sean didn't cite his sources on this one. All right, just waiting for. I want to finish my career. I like that the Spurs Nation Twitter just tweeted Kawhi Leonard is here to stay. Fire emoji because it's like, well, I guess. That will never change. <laughs> well, so Kawhi can get a Supermax over the summer, I guess. Yes. Why, why would you? Yeah. Uh, off the talks, talks between him and Jordan Brand on a new shoe deal have stalled. Uh, they were going to give him a four-year deal for $20 million, and then Kawhi's agent said it didn't reflect the forward's accomplishments and standing in the league because he was second and third in the MVP voting and a two-time defensive player of the year. He currently makes less than $500,000 a year in his current uh, endorsement contract, so it's a big raise, but... uh... You know what he should do? What's that? He should wear Matt Bonner's new balances until he gets a deal. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Did Matt Bonner ever get a deal with New Balance, or did they just give him shoes? He had one with New Balance, <laughs> and then his deal lapsed, but yeah. he liked the New Balances so much, and then he tried to get another deal from New Balance, and they were like, uh, we don't sponsor athletes anymore, <laughs> and they gave him new shoes, we but just, uh, we just sponsored I think he stopped wearing them after that, actually, because he was like, no, I'm not going to wear your shoes for free. This is like a story now. <laughs> Now it's embarrassing. Um, and I guess he I guess he can negotiate with any other shoe company after July, but Jordan Brand has the chance to match. So if someone out there Well it's, but it's I mean this is why a lot of shoes. No, but that's but this is why he wants to leave. Cause I'm sure I'm sure that this story came from these Jordan Brand negotiations. And the reason Jordan Brand won't give him more money is because he's in San Antonio. Well, and he wants a signature shoe, apparently. And there have been four 
Jordan brand athletes with a signature shoe. Mello. Michael Jordan. Well, th- not not counting Michael Jordan, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Mello, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and Russell Westbrook. But, That's a weirdly sad list. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to be a Jordan so, athlete. <laughs> so Blake Griffin, he basically, Kawhi is getting about what Blake Griffin makes with Jordan Brand. Doesn't that seem like closer to what I, I don't know L- listeners let us know if you would be really into a Kawhi Leonard signature shoe because it just doesn't <laughs> here's seem what like... I <laughs> but also here's what I've got to say uh if that's true Blake is getting a bad deal uh because Blake say what you will about him on the court uh-huh uh, Blake is one of the NBA's great pitchmen. Maybe, maybe the maybe the greatest of all time, not named Shaquille O'Neal or Charles Barkley or Michael Jordan. He's he's good. right. I just don't. I don't really have any memory of Blake Griffin's shoe commercials. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think Jordan is not using him correctly. Yeah. He doesn't seem like, like he should be a Jordan brand guy. Especially he because... should be honestly. He should be Anta and become China Blake. Oh, that'd be so tight. China Blake and China Clay should just be a thing. Yeah, I mean, because he, he <laughs> seems like he seems like his advertising persona is very eccentric. Right. Whereas all those guys in Jordan Brand, it seems like maybe not mellow, but Wade Westbrook. Uh, and Chris Paul seem like three of the more cutthroat players in the NBA. Like, that's what Michael Jordan represents. At least Jordan <laughs> Brand is like, oh, yeah, this guy would cut your Achilles tendon if he could get away with it in the course of gameplay. I just, I don't think they should rethink their branding, man. <laughs> like, are, are, are those guys That's what I'm people? coming around to here. Because, like... What are the best Jordan commercials from Air Jordans? Uh, they have there's him flying through the air. Him and Mars Blackman. Right? Uh, and him and Mars Blackman. Him and Bugs Bunny. Him and Bugs Bunny. Him and Michael Jackson. I mean, I know that's not really one, but it is but one, you like, know what but I mean? Just, but just Michael Jordan commercials in general, like uh children imitating Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan and Larry Bird like screwing around and eating McDonald's. Like none of those. I could. I can't see Russell Westbrook doing any of those things. I mean, I guess he has that commercial where he's like supposed to be funny, where he's like, "I listen to slow jams before games. I eat sushi in Oklahoma. Uh, I wear a Riddler suit and drink Mountain Dew." Uh, He's but pretty weird. It in doesn't his other really work for his on-court persona. <laughs> and Chris Paul, his branding is like, you know what? Here's what I'm actually coming around to. Uh, these basketball players are also incorrectly branding themselves. Because Chris Paul, his commercials are all like i'm a fun family guy yeah well and, <laughs> and then and, you watch him on the court and he's like i'm screaming at everyone and i hate this very specific family <laughs> named the rivers is 
that's there's a lot. I mean, that's the real reason Kevin loves having panic attacks. It's from his time. <laughs> oh yeah, DeAndre KG. threatened to leave Chris Paul at one point. There's just a lot well, of simmering rage. Also, KG was there. God damn, that is a brutal household. I mean, that's why. And that's... you know, Damian Lillard wasn't on set. The oh. one guy who could have made everybody get a, get along. Yeah. He's too busy. Look, he's too busy dealing with Yusuf Nurkic, Evan Turner, and keeping Myers Leonard out of the psych ward. And, and still texting Will Barton every yeah. day. I mean, um, Chris Paul's commercial persona was like, what if there was a guy who looked exactly like Chris Paul, but he was nice and helped people? The opposite <laughs> of the real Chris Paul that you know. <laughs> And Mello, I don't even remember a single commercial Mello has ever been in. I'm sure Mello is in commercials, right? But I have zero memory of any of that. Well, the thing is, Mello is cool. Like that, I do definitely, I do agree that Carmelo. I think he's like okay. He's he's a lot less cool now, but like definitely like the 2008 only, okay. Mello. Wait. I do remember one commercial he was in. Okay. Uh, it was that commercial where he talked about how, like, uh, snitches should get shot or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was for... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> that's from... Uh, that's when he was signed with Crittenton brand. Jervaris Crittenton's <laughs> special Nike label. Um... No, but, but he's cool. Carmelo Anthony's cool. <sighs> I mean, he's not. The, he's he's well, a lot know, less man. cool now. Prime Mello. Come okay, on. this is our no. This is our Twitter poll this week. Uh-huh. Is Carmelo Anthony cool? I'm saying he's Cause... not necessarily that cool now, but but like, I would say that five years ago, indisputably cool. When did business Carmelo start appearing? <laughs> Because like that's he, definitely not cool. When he got to the Knicks, like, like probably 2012. I think he was still... When he started talking about hats and watches all the time. When, I mean, I would like to see when... Well, when he started wearing all those hats. That's a big... That's a big personal Rubicon for Mello. But I think, I think for the majority of his career, uh, unquestionably cool. He's kind of a bummer now. I will. I will admit, but he's still like, like hoodie. Hoodie Mello was still cool. Was he? Okay, saying. hoodie Mello. Okay, yes. here's what I'll say about hoodie Mello. Hoodie Mello was cool. Yeah, but he immediately made it uncool by like being so thirsty for the hoodie mellow love like <laughs> immediately well when he went to oklahoma city that's tough but also I... yeah but then he started wearing hoodies constantly in oklahoma city like at media day he did the entire media day in the hoodie he wears the hoodie now on the bench he's too thirsty for hoodies hoodie mellow's love i will say you know what was cool that Carmelo Anthony did? What's that? Uh, when he wore his bathrobe to that bodega. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some actual basketball. Okay. 
Uh, I think the Nuggets are tanking, Sean. What? What? I don't understand what's happening <laughs> because I've 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 watched two of their. I did not watch that game against the Mavericks. Uh, but I watched. The Is game that the one where they forgot to play Jokic in the fourth quarter? I guess Malone was mad at him or something, or it was like a teachable moment for the team. No, Jokic did not play in the in the fourth quarter, and they lost to the Mavericks, who are tanking. Uh, they the game yeah. before that they blew a giant lead to the Clippers. Uh, Boban, yeah, and Montrez Boban destroyed Harrell them. Destroyed. We them. talked about that last week. Yeah. And then uh, they and played then... the Cavaliers, and you and I both watched that game where the Nuggets appeared to be dominating almost, except they just kept, like, <laughs> missing layups. Uh, they would do, like, yeah. such a cool, correct basketball play <laughs> where it would be, like, Gary Harris. They swung the ball three times to an open Gary Harris who made an amazing drive through the lane and then blew the layup, but then they would proceed to get the offensive rebound like three times and yeah. fuck it up over and over uh-huh. and over again. It was crazy. It really and looked meanwhile, like point shaving. And but meanwhile, they- Jokic was having like a... Super dumb, and they were just wasting it. Wilson Chandler was just like throwing the ball like into the bottom side of the backboard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think line was was totally insane in that game. They lost. They lost the game by five <laughs> points at home. Um, Jokic's line was he was twelve of fourteen from the field, two of three from three. 10 of 11 free throws. He had 36 <laughs> points, 13 assists, and 6 assists. And he only got 14 shots. 13 rebounds. Yeah. Yeah, 13 rebounds. Uh, Here's what I think's going on with the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Mike Malone is a sucky coach. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and what I think other that's what's happening here. Draw? Like, <laughs> I think he's a sucky coach. Uh, and I am now rooting for David Fisdale to go to the Nuggets. Oh, that would be sick. I think he'd be really good for them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Plumlee was also 6 of 6 for the field. So their center <laughs> position was 18 of 20 during that game, and they lost. That's so, insane. Wilson um, Chandler was 1 of 8 with uh, a bunch of fouls. I mean, he was guarding LeBron. It's kind of... Uh, the other thing that came out this week uh-huh. uh, concerning the Nuggets oh, yeah. is they have been fucked in late games by the refs more than any team. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, now, Spencer Dinwiddie has been fucked more than any player. Yes, it's crazy that he... <laughs> Hasn't Spencer Dinwiddie had more bad calls or non-calls than than any other team? Yeah, he's total? had 12 combined. <sighs> So the, the the stat was uh, bad calls versus them and no calls versus them in the last, is it two minutes of the game or five minutes? Uh, I think it was two minutes because I think, I think they two, relied too. on the two-minute reports. And Spencer Dinwiddie has had like two bad calls against him and ten bad no calls against yeah, him. Yeah, where people are just like... And he's also hit like... I think three game winners this year. <laughs> so in any 
<laughs> Basically, I think what's happening is Spencer Dinwiddie is secretly the most clutch NBA player. Uh, <laughs> people, do you think now? I know Spencer Dinwiddie has kind of bounced around the league a little bit. Like the Pistons released him, but if his name was not. I, you know, like not Spencer even, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, like, like that's a silly name, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. If he just went by like SD or I don't even know what the nickname would be, but like, what if he just went by Spencer? Yeah, just Spencer. I mean, that's that's a cool name. That's The Rock's name on Ballers, HBO's number one most watched show. I learned that yesterday and it uh, blew my fucking mind, Joey. <laughs> Ballers is the most watched show on, on HBO? What is happening? Um, it has I mean, it one of sense. the worst actors in the history of television. Playing a football Rob Corddry? <laughs> I just think of him as uh, Nate's brother. Yeah, that, uh, I, didn't he die in Afghanistan uh, in Studio Six? He did. He was he was doing a, a USO sketch for the troops in the middle of a field in Afghanistan, and uh, he didn't make it. Uh, all right, um, but look. All love to Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah. You're amazing. We love you. Your team is nowhere near the playoffs, so that stat doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it, but, it would be so great if that Cavs pick turned out to be, like, 14. <laughs> uh, but I'm what like, matters well, that's what we got for Kyrie Irving. Uh, is there's only one team with two players on that list. Oh. And it is the Denver Nuggets with Will Barton and Nikola Jokic. See, like, Jokic at least makes a little more sense to me because... Because he's, like, a big, dumb, slow oaf. Yeah, he's, like, it just seems, like, weird to see if he's, like, committing... A he does a lot of things that are, like, trick everyone on the court. Yeah. But, like, Will Barton, that's just disrespect. Yes. Uh, so, man... So, also, Wilson Chandler sucks now. That is Man. the other thing that's screwing the Nuggets. During the telecast, they were talking about how it was his sixth year on the Denver Nuggets. And, like, that's so improbable to have a player <laughs> who's, like, just been the sixth or seventh best guy on the team, but just because of some, like, contract circumstances is, like, easily your elder statesman on the team. Well, and there are definitely years where he's just missed the entire year. Yeah. And they they've had... I think two of those six years he's just missed it with like weird injuries. And he had he had one of those weird super upfront Nick Collison style extensions and it's just weird. Yeah. He he turned out to be the centerpiece of the Mello trade. Did he um... was he the one who poisoned David Lee? He is. His mouth was so dirty, David Lee almost died. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Honestly, uh, let's the, talk the, about the Nuggets. Oh, yeah. Sorry. The Nuggets just, just did. They, they befuddle me. And unfortunately, they only have seven home games left. Uh, 
you can even argue that they're exactly where they deserve to be because their point differential is also terrible. Get uh, your shit together, Nuggets. That's really? all I'm saying. Make we the goddamn the playoffs. We need the Thunder to miss the playoffs. <laughs> we need the Thunder to miss the playoffs. Oh. For comedy's sake. Yes. <laughs> Think just just like the Royce Young feature at the end of the season tearing Paul George to shreds <laughs> when they miss the playoffs <laughs> is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Um, all right, let's talk about some, there's some streaks going on, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, the top four West teams, uh-huh. uh, the Portland Trailblazers, uh-huh. the Golden State Warriors, the Houston Rockets, and I don't know who the fourth team is. It's the Pelicans. Uh, it's the Pelicans? Jesus Christ. Yeah. The Pelicans are up to four, man. Well, because they've won ten this games is the in a weirdest, row. I know they've won so many games. This is the weirdest year in a, in a long, long time. Uh, but those top four teams have won a combined forty-one straight games. Yes, the the Rockets have won seventeen in a row. The Warriors have won six in a row. The Blazers have won eight in a row, and the Pelicans have won ten in a row. It's it's crazy. Uh, also. They should get an extra win because it looked like Anthony Davis was going to be hurt, and then he's not hurt. Oh, what? Anthony Davis went to the locker room, and it looked serious, and then he came back? That never happened. Well, no, but then he also <laughs> had an MRI today because his hip kind of hurt, and no. his MRI came back. Nothing. He's, he's fine. He's got the weight of the damn world on his shoulders. He rules. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Anthony Davis fucking is fucking tight, dude. <laughs> and the Rockets, the Rockets know they can't lose, or Harden's going to come sec- come in second in the MVP race again, <laughs> right? <laughs> we should probably talk about that. Oh yeah, well we talked. And to- what's happened? Here- yeah, but what's happened since we talked <laughs> is Anthony Davis has continued to go fucking insane. <laughs> Is this going to be enough to steal the MVP from James Harden? Uh, well, if it's, it's let's happening, just say the, it, I'm, I'm saying <laughs> it's happening the way that it should happen. Like, uh, he's worried about his sprained ankle, but he's still playing. Um, let's just look at what he's done in the past few games. I mean, again, his team's on a ten-game winning streak without Boogie Cousins. But, uh, yeah, last game he left early, only only put up 17 and 5. He only had five blocks at 23 minutes. Uh, before that, <laughs> 41 and 13, 23 and 13. He's blocking three shots a game. Um, he's, he's, like, unstoppable from three now somehow. Uh, 26, 26, 26 and 15, 53 and 18. 27 and 13, 45 and 17. It's just insane. And his team is just yeah. putting up tons and tons of points. They've like uh their their team's point totals have been like 114, 121, 126, 121, 125, 123, 124, just just ripping teams. Mhm. Um so it just uh I don't know. He's he's just been on fire. <laughs> so if he kept doing this the rest of the year. Yeah. And if he holds the Pelicans in fourth. Uh-huh. 
does he win the MVP over James Harden? You know, the the what this reminds me of is like how a college team will get hot in their conference tournament and get a one seed, and there's mm-hmm. some team that's like, we only lost three games all year, but it's like, ah, oh, the story, it's building momentum. And so because they keep talking about Anthony Davis stealing the MVP, every time there's an article about that, it makes it more real because it's the media who's voting. And then, yeah. like today, Draymond had a quote that was like, oh, yeah, he could definitely steal the MVP over Harden. And meanwhile, but also Draymond has a horse in this race. Oh, absolutely! And that is fucking the Houston Rockets. Oh yeah, I'm just saying it's exactly what needs to happen for James Harden to not win the MVP. And meanwhile, like the fact that the Rockets have won 17 straight games has not thrown any cold water on this at all. Like right, like. like like how, how is James Harden supposed to protect the his MVP lead? Well, like never losing another game, continuing to play. Uh, it here's all right. Look, James Harden is still averaging thirty one. James points. Harden is having maybe the greatest offensive season of all time. He's hitting four threes a game. 31 points a game, nine assists a game, five rebounds, shooting 45% from the field, 38% from three. Uh, and again, and he's getting two steals a game. Uh, all those advanced fancy computer things are now like, oh, he doesn't suck that bad at defense anymore. Um, but I would say if I were a Rockets fan, I'd be a little concerned that he is still averaging 36 minutes a game. Like. Yeah. It just feels like they might run out of gas a little bit, but uh, yeah. Um, I mean, they're great. I mean, but also, there's two problems with the Rockets in IMO. Okay. Uh, when it comes to gas running out, uh-huh. uh huh. Mike D'Antoni has a tendency to just pedal to the metal the entire season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, Chris Paul is also a gas burner, I would say, <laughs> in that uh, teammates only want to deal with Chris Paul so much. Yeah. And at a certain point, uh, they run out of uh, patience gas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, they've won 17 straight games. That will smooth over a lot of personality issues. Uh, but yeah, uh, mainly I'm just rooting for the hilarious to me narrative of James Harden coming in second in another MVP race. And that like, I understand like he's, he's definitely due at this point. And like, uh, you know, maybe arguably should have been the MVP Last year seems like he should be the MVP this year. Definitely but, should have been the, the MVP last year. But uh, for sure. But like, say he comes in second this year. He turns twenty nine this summer. Who knows what's going to happen with Chris Paul and the rest of the team after that? Like, what if he just comes in second in the MVP voting like five times and never wins it? Here's it could definitely here would be, happen. You know what would be really funny 
is if Anthony Davis won the MVP this year. Uh-huh. And then the players invented a fake awards to give to James Harden. Oh, yeah. Like, that, what that... if players invented a fake MVP award just to give to James Harden? Yeah. Like, that would be so hilarious, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be Oh, ridiculous. wait, that fucking happened. <laughs> <laughs> that happened one time. <laughs> A year where the Warriors won 67 games. <laughs> and Steph Curry led the team, set the all-time three-point record, and the players came up with a participation trophy to give to James Harden. However, here's mm-hmm. here's a question. Could Moses Malone, like, beat up Junior? some beat writers? Moses Malone Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. Beat up some beat writers to get Anthony Davis the award. As his revenge. Be pretty great. Yeah. Be pretty great. I mean, honestly, <laughs> Moses Malone Jr. Uh-huh. should just come out with his side of the story full on. Yeah. Like, right as the media is voting. Would the players... In, like, a... Would the players? Ahead. Would the Players' Tribune publish that? No, because he's not a player. Yeah, okay. Where, I mean, what's the best? They publish his dad, his dad's ghosts story. Okay, so but they need a literal ghost writer, yeah, paranormal editor Moses Malone Senior. Yeah. <laughs> what if he had uh, Ronan Farrow write the story? That would be pretty dope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's for sports writers. So we've got to consider this here. I think the perfect the perfect person to write that story uh-huh. would be Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> the thing sports writers care about the most. I loved it. The well, only thing sports writers like more than uh, like uh, taking the high road and talking about how like uh, unwritten rules uh-huh. uh, is Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I just I just finished listening to the audiobook of Bruce Springsteen's Born to Run, read by Bruce Springsteen. And uh I gotta say, I would listen to a podcast where he I would love to hear Bruce Springsteen's version of like Dunk Don. Like, yeah, well my old man and I we never quite got along, you know. He used to think that a volume score was the best thing. I tried to tell my old man about player efficiency rating, but, uh, well, we just never did see eye to eye about that one. It's just going on and on <laughs> about that. I was also shaken with Bruce Springsteen almost at the very, very end of the book talking about his struggles with impotence. That that was weird. Yeah. Why did he? It's, very, it's a very honest book. Uh, did he talk about... Uh, so wait, Bruce Springsteen is impotent. Do you talk about how like sometimes in bed he'll just like go on and on and on, and the like he'll be just like performing for like four straight hours until yeah. everybody's tired and they don't want to do it anymore. Well, here's and the he thing. like just can't finish performing. <laughs> well, like, he just <laughs> keeps performing. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Bruce Springsteen, unlike other rock stars, no foreplay. He never has an opening act. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the best thing in that book, though, is when he tells a story about 
hit, uh, going to Disneyland with little Steven in the 80s and how exciting little Steven mm-hmm. was. And uh, they made little Steven take off his headscarf because at the time Disneyland had like an anti-gang headwear policy. And little Steven mm-hmm. got so mad that they threw him out of Disneyland before he could get in. And then they went to Knott's Berry Farm, and the whole time little Steven was just, like, so bad and ranting. Then they went to Knott's Berry Farm instead, and Knott's Berry Farm also would not let them in with the headscarves on. Jesus. Anyway, little Steven is Uh, a hilarious character. All right. Did he talk about... Hold on. uh, Did he at any point mention little Steven's Netflix show? Uh, uh, Willie Hammer. No, he 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 vaguely refers to the Sopranos, and like well, same thing with Max. He did not bad. refer to Lil Lil Hammer or any other of Will Stevens. Uh, Netflix's first original, I believe. Lil Hammer. He does talk about the Disciples of Soul quite a bit. Uh, he did talk about uh, Nils Lofgren's CISO show, which um. <laughs> but uh i don't know um all right we should talk about our main story i've waited oh, so right. long oh, oh wait is... first we have another streak we have oh, to yeah. talk about and then our main story yes uh the memphis grizzlies have lost 15 games in a row yes the longest uh, losing streak in the nba this year the second longest losing streak in the nba is 11 games which is also the memphis grizzlies Um, i believe our friends at fast break breakfast referred to mario chalmers as the tank commander which is it's amazing um but also somehow they still haven't been mathematically eliminated eliminated from the playoffs no phoenix was the first team the suns were the first team to get mathematically eliminated from the playoffs that's incredible that even losing 15 games in a row, on paper, the Grizzlies could pull up out of the dive. Uh, I mean, it's because um, Phoenix has played three more games. So Sure. So, it's still a funny stat. Yeah, Memphis is, I guess Memphis is technically half a game ahead of the Suns, but they have the lowest winning percentage in the league. Yeah, it's 19 and 48 for the Suns versus 18 and 46 for the Grizzlies. So the the thing is, you know when they always talk about the race and they're like, well, you know, the Rockets and Warriors are close, but the Rockets are ahead by one in the loss column. You just reverse that for the bad teams. And Memphis mm-hmm. as long as they can avoid getting that crucial 19th win, uh, they can guarantee the seller for themselves. So, <laughs> um, also another thing that happened in our tank race. Oh yeah, uh, the Bulls got warned for resting <laughs> healthy players. Yeah, they had basically announced they were going to shut down Robin Lopez and Justin Holiday for the season, and I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think they gave any. I think they maybe didn't even make a fake excuse. Like right. I know when the Warriors did that. David Lee actually had a surgery or something, right? Right. Uh, yes. But but the Bulls, I think, were just like, yeah, we're shutting them down. What are you going to do? And Adam Silver said, 
what did he threaten them with? I, that I don't know. Um, but here's the thing, if I'm the Bulls. Yeah. I'm like, oh, come on, man. The resting healthy players thing is supposed to be for good teams. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last year to tank, Mom. Yeah. Let us all tank. <laughs> I mean, it was it was. You know what a, I mean? Oh yeah, it was a it was a big game with the Bulls beating. Uh, well, they actually still did not play Robin Lopez tonight, but they last night. But they did play uh, Justin Holiday. So, uh, all right, let's talk about our our favorite story of the night. Uh, we probably shouldn't have left it for this long, but yeah, Sean. The Los Angeles Clippers uh-huh. have a ha, finally have a patch on their jersey. Oh, finally! Thank God. Uh, how many? I wonder. I forgot to look this up. Do you know how many teams don't have patches now? Um, Were they the last? I don't. Were they the last team to get a sponsor? Because like, I no mean, little the... league team <laughs> waits until. Two-thirds of the season is over to get a sponsor, to get, like, Tony's Pizza to sponsor them. Uh-huh. This uh, is weird, right? <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Hold on. I'll, I'll check this out. Yeah, I mean, the, when the Sacramento Kings and Detroit Pistons are way ahead of you... Um, I mean, the Knicks having Squarespace is so awesome. Uh, no, they're the, 20, <laughs> they're the 20th team with a jersey patch. So, Wow. Yeah, two-thirds of the – a third of the league does not have one yet. But what did the Clippers get? So it's like the same amount of teams that have – wait. So oh, it's yeah. like the same amount of teams that own their D-League teams own – Yeah. Uh, it's the same slacker owners <laughs> are slacking on getting paid. How does Michael Jordan – like the, the Charlotte Hornets don't have a – oh, they do. They do. They have the lending tree. Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought they were sponsored by company? UNC. <laughs> I thought they were sponsored by UNC. Weird. That would get the fans there. If they, if yeah, they just, got just, the Tar Heels. It just said University of North Carolina. <laughs> and, in fact, instead of a jersey patch, they just replaced the Charlotte with it. <laughs> Um, the lending tree, I don't know. That's probably payday loans, right? It's gotta be. <laughs> I think they, like, they'll give you a free credit score and then push something probably that's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, no, you know, they're no rocket mortgage. Yeah. Is that the yeah, that's patch? the tightest one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think so. <laughs> um, I mean, it's weird. It's a weird combination of players and Harley Davidson, I feel like. Like, yes. if John Brockman was still there, it'd be perfect. Yeah. But, I mean, they were Milwaukee, um, so it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I can't ever see Giannis riding a Harley. No, no. Like, I could see him in, like, a giant sidecar. And I could never <laughs> see him wearing, like, a crazy helmet. But, yeah, not, not riding. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh so the Clippers 
Who are the Clippers sponsored by, Sean? They're sponsored by Bumble. The uh, uh, what's Bumble? Uh, it's a dating app. It's like Tinder, but the difference is Bumble is more female friendly. Um, so you have the same like swiping right and left, but if you match mm-hmm. with somebody, uh, the woman has to message you first. So oh, so the woman sends the dick pic. Yes, the woman sends you. you the dick. Pic. That's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> as 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 a not much of a dating app user in my time, I thought Bumble was a much better success rate, but that might yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Sean, did you just brag that you got laid sometimes? Tight. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, so today, um... let me just. Okay, it's weird. It's a weird jersey sponsorship. However, today. The L.A. Clippers tweeted on their official account, in recognition of International Women's Day, we continue to celebrate some of the most influential and inspiration women in history. Uh, they have the, like, hands emoji. Yeah, they're, they're selling Bumble as, like, uh, like, uh, like the Clippers are feminist now. And so here is... Uh, they, and they continue to. So they they celebrate some of the most influential and inspirational women in history. So these are uh, pictures of women uh, with the honeycomb bumble uh, matchup. So they have, how wonderful it is that nobody need wait for a single moment before starting to improve the world. That's Anne Frank. They had uh-huh. a quote from Maya okay. Angelou. And then they also had Ayn Rand objectivist philosopher oh my god the question isn't who is going to let me it's who is going to stop me that is what the the la clippers celebrating international women's I mean, day and libertarian thought <laughs> to be fair i bet steve Ballmer was like i got the three perfect women for our tweet <laughs> we've got <laughs> The diary, the poet, the libertarian. <laughs> right, that's coming from the top. I I think no. Is is Steve Ballmer on Bumble? No way. I think he's married. Yeah, he's definitely married. <laughs> Would he be on that weird celebrity one? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Steve Ballmer. I think Andy Haynes is on that one. Oh. (laughs) Girlfriend Andy Haynes is on that one, yeah. That's pretty tough. Props (laughs) to Andy Haynes. Swipe right. He's he's really handsome. Good guy. Uh, Steve Ballmer's been married for like 27 years. Okay. Yeah. Good for you, Steve Ballmer. Uh, I bet his vows were off the chain. Oh my God! Just shouting, do you think crying Paul, and shouting. Do you think Paul Allen's band played uh, at uh, that wedding? No, because he plays the guitar like Jimi Hendrix. That's what Quincy Jones and Coates that's says, too yes. much. That's too much. That's too much noise for Steve Ballmer. Yeah, Steve Ballmer. He freaks out. What if he just had like a Steve Ballmer band? only likes like John Cicada. <laughs> What do you think it's what do you think is like uh the the dirtiest thing in his collect or like the roughest thing in his music collection? 
Um, like an 80s Chicago record. <laughs> like with Peter Cetera. <laughs> I'm going to say like the one album where Richard Marks is wearing a leather jacket on the cover. He's like, oh, he came to play this time. I bet someone gave him a Sade album once, uh-huh. but it was too much for him. Yeah, he just like he started sweating too much, and he was like, "That's yeah." It's like the first time I had a clove cigarette. Never again. <laughs> now here's a question about Steve Ballmer. Yeah. Do you think that he thinks the vegetable cauliflower is too spicy? Uh, I, th- I think he thinks everything is too <laughs> spicy. Like, that the thing was, is, yeah, that's... <laughs> he's always on the verge of just sweating through his clothes all the time. <laughs> so I wonder if he's, like, eating foods that are trying to cool him down all the time. You know, like, I could see him just having, like, a pack of Gogurt in his pocket at all times. And he's <laughs> like, uh-oh. Let's chill things out a little bit. Like a water bottle. That's he definitely full loves of a go seltzer. Yeah, <laughs> Gogurt is, but Gogurt is almost <laughs> like their branding is almost too extreme for Steve Ballmer. <laughs> right. <laughs> so just, he has like an off-brand Gogurt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> could he? Could could like maybe there's like one special place where they can serve him ginger ale that only has like half the carbonation. <laughs> yeah, he he opens it and then leaves it out for a day. Right. Because the bubbles hurt his tongue. The bubbles, he's just like, oh, these are so fizzy! <laughs> also, he saw, also, he saw Willy Wonka one time, and he's afraid that'll happen to him. <laughs> I don't know why, in my mind, Steve Ballmer is like an eight-year-old child, but he is... <laughs> But also, like, a 65-year-old man in 1984. He's, like, both at the same time. (laughs) (sighs) All right. My favorite thing Steve Ballmer does is when he talks about Chuck the Condor, like, Chuck is a person. Oh, well, you know, that's the kind of... He'll be like, Chuck's a wild guy, you know? He does some crazy things. (laughs) Well, that maybe that explains Chuck the Condor is that Steve Ballmer's like, I'm just going to describe to you the most insane thing I can imagine. <laughs> and they have this, like, that mostly me the most sedate kind of thing. The thing that's most upsetting about Chuck the Condor is all the safety gear he wears. <laughs> well, he's endangered. <laughs> Um, Steve Ballmer really doesn't only... want that condor to get hurt. <laughs> is there any other mascot that's also an endangered species? Um, a gorilla, right? Aren't gorillas endangered? Yeah, that's probably right. Man, I I learned about I read a I read a real bummer of an article, uh, really debunking Coco the gorilla yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bummed me out. You know the sign language gorilla? Uh, yeah, I'm aware. Uh, <laughs> uh, our friend Jesse Elias has uh, 
like one of my favorite bits ever about Coco the gorilla and about how it's animal cruelty to tell Coco the gorilla that Robin Williams died. Oh yeah. (laughs) But also, uh, I guess every time there's an interview with Coco the gorilla, there's moments where they're like, Hey Coco, what do you like to eat? And Coco will be like, nipple and then coco's trainer slash interpreters like oh coco stop joking around and then coco will say four other random things they're like stop being silly coco and then coco will you know sign something that vaguely answers it and it's like that's when coco was being serious (laughs) yeah okay anyway apparently coco the gorilla is morbidly obese at this point too it's kind of a bummer uh, all right, enough Coco the Gorilla talk. Uh, fans, go to Twitter right now. I'm yeah. putting this poll up immediately. Yeah. And vote whether you think Carmelo Anthony is cool or not. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to tell you which side I land on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sean, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can see, I've got some stuff that'll be up. I don't know if it's on Yardbarker or MSN. There's a piece about the Academy Awards for sports you can read. I've got an essay about the lasting cultural impact of Beavis and Butthead for their 25th anniversary. And at some point, there's a gallery of Billy Crystal's greatest jokes that will be going up for his 70th birthday. Uh, Billy Crystal turns 70 next week, next Wednesday. Billy Crystal, turn in big seven zero. Um, the the official comedian of Round Ball Rock, Billy Crystal. Did did you include that joke where he goes the Condor? I'm so happy and I'm really relieved to be here because during the trading deadline there were rumors I was going to New York for Spike Lee, and because I asked Mr. Bomber, he said, "Hey, listen, nobody's safe except the Condor." The Condor. Have you seen The Condor? I did not, but, but I, will include, I will include that on this podcast. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where, boy, have I had some great tweets uh, lately. <laughs> um, uh, six days ago, I tweeted, uh, I lost my wallet again. Yeah, I'm getting old. Slowly losing my mind. I mean, he he actually is losing his mind. He doesn't remember being on Malcolm in the Middle anymore. <laughs> Don't mention that. It makes people sad that we're making... Shut it down. Let's go home. <laughs> yeah. Trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> in the elevator, just singing the song. Ding dong. I like it. Don't like it right. When you get fun go on, have a good night. Mm. Oh, where is the doctor? I don't know. Give him some lyrics so I can show. So the lady how to have a baby. Huh. Maybe not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was real good. <sighs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.